Today's Talking Simpsons is brought to you by BarkBox. And you can go to getbarkbox.com slash laser time to get a free month of doggy delights. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons, where we blame everything on Tibor. This is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. I am your host, Bob Mackey, the $800 man. <laughs> Who else is here with me today? It's me, Henry Gilbert, and Adibu Kazini. <laughs> and of course, uh, headless brakeman, Chris Antis. That's right. <laughs> um, and I- today's episode is Marge Gets a Job, which aired on November 5th, 1992. Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in history. <gasps> Bob, uh, Jerry Garcia has recovered from his bout with exhaustion and goes back on tour with the Grateful Wait. Dead and will surely live on for decades. Exhaustion in, 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 in scare quotes, right? That's in what scare we're talking quotes, about. Yes. Exhaustion. Uh, for years to come, Magic Johnson retires from the NBA to focus on his HIV, and Roseanne tops the ratings with almost double what The Simpsons gets. I think wow. we've had mm-hmm. like five Roseannes in the uh, this week we? in Simpsons history. Oh, yeah. dicks. Well, no, again, I'm not complaining. I'm we just had saying... to spread the news thin because there were two episodes of The Simpsons this week. Roseanne was huge. I know oh, this episode. Got 13 million viewers, so Roseanne yeah. must have been hitting Excuse like 30 me. And million. in lighter news, Bill Clinton is elected president, but we oh, discussed that in the last episode. That happened, right? Da, 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 da. And uh, one of the little rascals dies. Uh, was it Mo? not the original Alfalfa. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that was years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just watched that E True Hollywood story. He stabbed for $50. Man. Wow. Over a lost dog. That's almost how Doc Brown was killed in Back to the Future 3. <laughs> but I digress. So this is Marge Gets a Job. And I want to say this is the first episode written entirely, well, at least the first draft, by... Mm-hmm. Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein, Ooh. who are my favorite Simpsons writers and my favorite Simpsons showrunners, who had run season six wow. and seven. They were very respectful showrunners. They're known for being the they, the first Simpsons fans really hired to be writers. Yeah. For it is true. Show. And they believe that season three is the ultimate season, and they based their uh, own work on that season and what it did. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... This might be not. This might not be the best episode to express how uh, great they are, but I feel like it has a lot of their their idiosyncrasies and oh, a lot of their tics. Uh, definitely. I mean, when you watch their episodes, if you were to just watch their credited written episodes back to back to back, you will see a lot of recurring themes yes. pop up a lot. And in fact, or hating old people. Is that oh, one of them? they love old people. <laughs> yeah, yes, they, they know, jinx, jinx. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're uh, also like Baby Gerald only appears in their episodes at first. Yeah, the one I brought baby and uh, and also one of my favorite things with them is that they're very approachable Oakley and Weinstein uh, Weinstein on Twitter like they'll reply to stuff they love fans they really are stuff. especially Bill Oakley I will say my one my one claim to fame not really what what I really <laughs> my, my one achievement in life is getting Bill Oakley to favorite my jokes when mm-hmm. I write on Twitter I'm like oh my god this guy that I love so much favorited my joke yeah. I, I feel so special and I, but, I would love to have either of them on a podcast yes someday. we know you're listening you guys <laughs> come on so, drop the charade they, they've done other Simpsons podcasts I like Mission Hill ours. Like, Mission Hill I is like great. Mission Hill. Yeah. No, yeah, that was their that was their one where they tried to make the anti Simpsons, and as they would find out, <laughs> that's not popular. It turns and, out they made anti popular. No, <laughs> it, it turns out that's popular when shown to the right people on Adult Swim. Yeah. Where the show eventually did find an audience. By then, it was way too late. I but believe it, it was one of those uh, animation boom things. Was like, okay, we spent thirty million dollars and mm-hmm. we showed two episodes. Yep. 
Fuck it. Let's throw the rest away. Yeah. It's well, tragic. I mean... It's uh, no Sammy, though. Again, if anybody has any copies of uh, Sammy, Bob and I are after it. Still looking for Sammy. Mm-hmm. Even on the WB, the Mission Hills, like, jokes about masturbating and, and uh, followed by... Uh, gay men kiss, uh, kissing each other, and then the first real then, consensual gay kiss on TV was on Mission Hill. Is that's that what true? They say on yeah. there, I don't know. I, but then I've heard like Will and Grace said, "Oh, we did it first in their episode." I was like, I know you weren't first. Like, no offense to Will and Grace. Yeah, like, you're. A Maybe fine it was soap. Joke. It had to be soap. I think. No, it's actually, not... soap was terrified oh, of making Billy Crystal's right. character gay. Like he only. I think it turned into a joke. I wonder if it was like a writer joke on that show that. Billy Crystal's character only had sex with women. Like, you'd always apply, like, I'm going to date men. And they had sex with, like, four different women on the show. And by the end of the series, he had a bonk on the head and he thought he was an elderly Jewish man and he never got out of it. it sounds like, like a I Billy know, Crystal character he wanted to play. I know everything about soap. I'm going to just tell <laughs> you that. It's weird. Right it is weird. Uh, Talking soap. Simpsons. I also do <laughs> love a about... a shorter show. We'd be done by now. Yeah. About Oakley and Weinstein, mm-hmm. uh, I also love on the season six commentaries that... Season five and six ones that you get a palpable feel that they didn't like that season as workers on it as much. Like, I think they definitely, there's some friction between them and Merkin. Like, Merkin jokes yeah. about how, the, on the deleted scene for Who Shot Mr. Burns, where they rewrote it to make it look like Smithers did it, Dave Merkin said, I think that's the only joke of mine they ever laughed at. Oh, and wow. On, I forgot on about the commentary that. with them. Yeah. And then also on commentaries, in their seasons when Merkin's not there, they won't say it, but they're like, they definitely believe when Homer went in outer space, it broke the show. And they a lot hate, of people do. Matt Greening, I think, even thought so. They really hated that episode. Even though the episode is awesome. The episode's awesome. It's and great. It, it broke the show, but like years later. Because it, it allowed them to do anything. It pa- it was a point of no return, but it mm-hmm. uh, was a hell of a toboggan ride. <laughs> hey, we should get on to the Less shame. Episode. Please, because this, uh, once again, my mission is to capture every single Phil Hartman appearance. Here we go. And this is so fucking funny. He's appearing uh, in the slanty shanty. The Homer, uh, the, the Simpsons house, uh, the foundation is slipping. Rightfully, Homer doesn't want to pay uh, the thousands of dollars for a professional to fix it. I, I, I love the opening of Homer drinking, <laughs> drinking dishwasher fluid. Yes. Uh, what are you yeah. going to do? And then I, I noticed this on my second viewing of it in... In the first four minutes, they have two dream sequences where Homer like, well, then I wouldn't have to work, dream. Yes. And then he's like, and then I wouldn't have to work, dream. Like, it's, it's, it's it kind himself. of repetitive. But Troy McClure teaching how to fix foundation. Uh, I, 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 did anybody look up these terms to see if they were real at They're all? They're all real. They all come from a Time Life Guide to Foundation <laughs> Repair. Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein wow. did their homework. Okay. And if you- Hello, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such instructional videos as mothballing your battleship and dig your own grave and save. Now, over the next six hours, I'll be taking you through the do's and do not do's of foundation repair. Ready? Ready. First, patch the cracks in the slab using a latex patching compound and a patching trowel. Hand me my patching trowel, boy. Do you have extruded polyvinyl foam insulation? No. Good. <laughs> Assemble the aluminum J-channel using self-furring screws. Install. What do I do After in case... After applying brushable coating to the panels... <laughs> Wait a minute. You'll need some corrosion-resistant metal stucco lath. Wait a minute. If you can't find metal stucco lath... Uh-huh. <laughs> use carbon fiber stucco lath. Oh! Now barge the lab. <laughs> <laughs> These are all real terms, and for some barge reason, the lab. So I love that Homer is having a conversation with the tape. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, he's trying to interrupt ask questions, but he's also wearing a lucky red hat for some reason. I did not understand why. I guess it's just his workman hat of like this will keep the sweat 
off my face. He doesn't want to muss his two hairs. And I also like the way, just the little way that Bart looks at Homer of like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, they're both like pitying each other. Like, we're in trouble here. You part the lad. And Troy McClure uh, in the Dig Your Own Grave and Save. I love him doing the miming of digging. Oh, yeah, that. It's, it's, it's a very great piece of animation. This is the only time he's ever informed in any of these infomercials. Yeah, he's like, really owning this. I think he has a, like a knack for foundation repair. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I did love all the jokes about the stuff falling off the house. Like, mm-hmm. there's tons of great jokes out of the slanted house. And that, uh, like, Hulk, like Kent Brockman? Leaving the vice president in charge. Uh-huh. And now, <laughs> Leaning Tower of Pisa, eat your heart out and move over. This is one story that's not on the level. <laughs> <laughs> Such a hack news. That speech. is in my brain. And by too. the way, it's, it, the, the clip does start and the vice president takes over. It's That's a wonderful joke. <laughs> is there I, like I an explosion next to the White yeah. House or something? Yeah. I think that's the premise for the new Keith or Settlements show. Oh. And it's the first. 25. Uh, it feels like the first ha <laughs> ha in a long time is in this too. And the Santa Claus falls off yes. the roof ha ha it been so it felt like a million years since we'd heard a ha ha that is true why it had to be at the at the expense of Santa Claus. <laughs> so we, we did see a little bit of Mr. Burns during the Halloween episode, but yeah. here is when it really <laughs> kicks in season four. Yeah. I feel like they were trying to be uh, have some self-control, but now it's just like Burns, 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 and, and Citizen Kane Burns is back. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Tonight, we've all come to honor a close friend of ours. Boring. A man who provided the Burns Corporation with 45 years of faithful service, Mr. Jack Barley. Boring. <laughs> So I guess Homer really pushing the idea that Burns never recognized him. He's doing this to his boss's face. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, <laughs> that all felt very added in mm-hmm. afterwards. Of like, we need to remind people first that Homer is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this thing and we're at a sitting. retirement party for some some fell at the plant. Well, especially the way they like cycle the boring animation, it, mm-hmm. it felt a bit post production. Yeah, yeah like like the Halloween episode, I noticed a lot of the uh, ADR lines in this episode. Yeah. Um, not as much as the as the oh, not nearly, but, special, but someone's yeah. really stand out for me for sure and yeah, yeah they, so the, they the, really... one of many citizen kane references oh, there is a man a certain man a man whose grace and handsome face are known across the land you know his name you know his name it's mr burns, it's mr. burns. he loves a smoke enjoys a joke <laughs> why he's worth 10 times what he earns He's Mr. Burns. I'm Mr. Burns. He's Monty Burns. I'm Mr. Burns. Two friends he's known as Monty, but to you it's Mr. Burns. Burns. Uh, you mind uh, if I say a few oh. words? Oh, me, me, me. I need all the attention just because it's my party, eh? <laughs> So yeah, I mean, as a, as a kid, I had some idea of what Citizen Kane was, and I kind I, I kind of had this. a vague notion, like, oh, they're referencing this. But with this scene, mm-hmm. I had no idea it was from Citizen Kane until yep. I saw the movie for the first time in a film class when I was eighteen. And yeah. I was when this scene came out, I was like, oh your my jaw god, drops. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I said I said that to I said that to our friend Brett too mm-hmm. when he saw Citizen Kane. You're gonna for the get like sixteen like, Simpsons references you never got. Before. Yeah, that's kind of why you got to watch it twice mm-hmm. the first time if you if you're a mega Simpsons fan because. You'll just be focused on, oh, that's that scene. That's yeah. that scene. And we, I had a revelation watching that film again this year. Because I, I did watch it in film class. It was homework. And then now it's become something I revisit twice a year. And I think, to me, that movie is a comedy. A, a really subtle, good comedy. It's a very dark comedy. Very, but I agree, very yeah. dark comedy. Because, yeah. I don't know, it came from a cab driver. Like, what kind of movie is a Citizen <laughs> Kane? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I th- If you it's read the biopic. history books, every kind. It is every kind of movie. And this is the most involved Citizen Kane reference to this point. But within, by the next season, Mm -hmm. they will top it at the start. Like the uh, the Burns is bare, the Bobo scene is perfect. And 
Uh, Even though when they're rewriting that, and his mother is Amy Schumer. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, but, but I oh. just there's they get all the they get the camera oh. angle so right. Yep. My favorite one is when he's like ten times what he earns. Yeah. Like it's yes. behind his back with his arm mm-hmm. moving across. It's it's perfect. The animation is a little off model, but that makes it even better because it's so fluid. And the scene of Burns laughing with the women, yeah. I made that into an animated GIF uh, recently, and it just <laughs> it cycles perfectly. It's so great and expressive. And you can hear you really hear Nancy among the singing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah I definitely Nancy heard Cartwright her really comes through. And uh, also, where the restaurant they're in is a G-Rail tree. Yes, the Spruce Caboose. The Spruce Caboose. In reference to the Spruce Goose, mm-hmm. the uh, mega plane built by Howard Hughes. Burns will be re- referenced later uh, when Burns is Howard Hughes. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. uh, which I didn't even know it was anything other than the Spruce mm-hmm. Goose until I saw the film Aviator. And he's like, the Colossus! <laughs> the Colossus! That movie is underrated, Scorsese. There was a reference to the Spruce Goose in Tailspin uh, before this, <laughs> so that's why I yes. knew about it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. But yeah. uh, I think it and, did fly in that episode. I'm and not I sure. love the design of the headless brake man uh, because it is mm-hmm. they didn't draw a headless person. They yes. drew a person yeah. wearing a costume right this way over oh. their head. <laughs> By the way, doesn't eighty five hundred to fix that their slanted house seem like a really like a bargain? Like a bargain. Yes, and I feel even like in ninety two money. Reading about homeowner being a homeowner, which I am not, and don't think I'll ever will be, and kind of am leaning towards. Never being one. I'm there. My parents have mildew under the house that they built in 1988, and it's like five figure. Like, you could have rented something for years for the cost to fix this one thing on yeah. this thing you're saddled to and own. You can't take it with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, like repairing something as essential as a foundation for a building oh. is not something you should ever do yourself. <laughs> how is that even possible for a person to just go yeah, in there yeah. and like how patch could, it up? How could certainly Joe even fix that to the, the way it's tilted? Like, that's a team of like eight men. You need like hardcore machinery yeah. and like Henry said, a team of people to do it. And like it, this No, is, men. I said men. Only men. I'm referencing my own men. memory like Chris, worked. that's why your clubhouse didn't work. We like <laughs> built a little a little hole that a, a like a two like a floor could sit in, and it just like the more you walk on it, the more you push down the dirt until eventually this thing that was like sort of underground is wobbling. Yeah, and I learned that's how I learned about foundations. Anyway, <laughs> I, so, I, I yeah. love the "Please don't make me retire" speech too. It's a great sad. <laughs> I'm not thing. finished. Yeah. Oh yes, you are. Yes. Yeah, so Jack Marley uh, retires from the plan, which makes there be an opening. There's apparently, an opening. yeah. Maybe I should apply for that job. Forget it, Marge. We already live together. We shouldn't work together. As the Bible says, thou shalt not horn in on thy husband's racket. I, Where does the Bible say racket? Yeah. I miss I, I miss that runner of Homer making up Bible quotes. They did that there were several it's of those. The only book he knows to reference. Not let moochers into thine hut. <laughs> And, uh, and then Bart just falls out the window and they yeah. have to like show him standing up like, oh, he's fine. It's yeah. fine. There, and, there's great foley of like, just things like sliding across the room, especially in, in this conversation. I don't blame you if you didn't grab it, but like Marge and Homer having a conversation, but something is like sliding across the room and breaking yeah. like a, va- a vase or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this episode had two things that like super dated it for me. Like mm. first when Homer pulls out the yellow pages to look oh, up their right. nature of repair. And then the start of act two is... Marge in a typewriter. Yes, yes it is. I love Lisa padding a resume, though. Chauffeur, seamstress, curator of large mammals. Marge, have you seen my lunchbox? Oh, I see. (laughs) Mom expected a lie a little. 
worked for the Carter administration. Well, you voted for him twice. Lisa, shh. Someone might be listening. One of one of the many Simpsons anti-Jimmy Carter. I think this is the first of the anti-Jimmy yeah, Carter. It's, it's not March forever, but uh, mm. apparently Al Jean really dislikes Jimmy Carter. I so, don't so know why. So somebody there does. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was Al Jean is the big one on it, and it's a funny thing on the on the Malaise Forever episode. Mm. Uh, Marge goes to prison. Uh, in that one, Al Jean is like, I hated the man, I always hated the man. And then uh, Matt Groening's like, wait, no, I love Jimmy it, Carter. It is, if you were born in the last 30 years, it is impossible to hate Jimmy He Carter. seems like a real class act, yes. especially those were, those commentaries were recorded during the George W. Bush era. Yeah. Yeah. Every the, year he looks dead, Jimmy yes. Carter. And oh, he looks he, dead while dying. building a house yeah. <laughs> and curing like, malaria. He has cancer. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. But he's been... He is the perfect ex-president. Is one of those things like, why do we hate him? Like, yeah. because... watch the documentary. Is it a man from the plains? Oh, it's a I good documentary about Jimmy Carter. I've seen it. I mean, it's implied that he was just seen as like he was a wuss. Like, He's technically the like, best president we've ever had. Wore, if man wore a bleeding sweater, heart as yeah. Hank Hill said. He wore a sweater. He talked about lust in his heart. They're really negative to Jimmy Carter. So until this viewing, I didn't really get the joke. As my assumption as a kid was. Implying that Marge, Marge is saying, don't say that out loud, saying that she cheated and voted twice in the same election oh, for Jimmy Carter. Mm. Now I obviously get the joke as right. that anybody who voted for Jimmy Carter in 1980 should feel shame. And mm. that was the feeling then. It's like saying you voted for Nader in 2000 like I did. I, I, just, <laughs> yeah. I never hear anybody talk about that. But shouldn't every anybody who got Reagan elected be ashamed at this point? <laughs> anyway, not, not enough of that stuff. Wait, we mm. missed one thing. I felt that when they were looking up Shirley Joe in the Yellow Pages, they, <laughs> there were no other jokes on the page there were no jokes at all like when mm. they looked up the obedience school for instance little helper there were jokes on the page i felt like that was a missed opportunity but it was a little it, it was a little lazy and yeah and then marge gets the, the it great, the great punctuation on the resume joke it cuts right to smithers oh, yes. reading it huh well i thought money waters wrote that song <laughs> this resume is very impressive let me be the first to say kadibu kazini what <laughs> welcome aboard i guess my swahili's not as good as yours <laughs> yeah. This was before the internet, people. You could just lie on a resume, and true. unless they called somebody, they they were like, "I guess that's true." I think you still can lie. Yeah, you can. It's yeah. very easy, actually. But you could, <laughs> not you that know, I ever, I've ever lied on a well, resume. You know, I recently got you know I got a new job a few months ago, and this just reminds me of the interview process for that was a weeks long thing, multiple interviews, and this was just like I showed you my resume. Cool, you're hired. <laughs> Boom, like it. It's that easy here, and it is for plot contrivances purposes, and oh, yeah. they kind of drop it, but the, Marge, when she talks about how lazy Homer is, and Homer is super lazy, but Marge is no business doing this job. Mm, like, yes. And she is endangering people even more than... To, or, well, to the extent Homer endangers people in the same universe. It's good we, did, we actually don't see her doing much at this job because she knows nothing about this field. I think, yeah. like, uh, this is the one time Homer has an advantage over her, especially when he's talking about the tube. And in Tibor? Now, Marge, just remember, <laughs> if something goes wrong at the plant, blame the guy who can't speak English. Ah, Tibor, how many times have you saved my butt? <laughs> so who's our favorite uh, uh, SNPP immigrant, Tibor or Zutroy? Or Stewart, the, the duck. Yeah. Stewart is the best. Back to work, Stewart. I, I like Zutroy working for that penny. That's we actually good. see Zutroy. We yeah. never see Tibor. Tibor is just talked about. The Simpsons will be right back. Ow, ow, ow. 
Hi, Talking Simpsons listeners. This is your buddy Chris telling you that this episode is brought to you by BarkBox. You know what BarkBox is? If you don't know what BarkBox is, it is committed to making your pooches happy. And they work with local and independent businesses to do this. Uh, For you humans out there, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats, super fun toys, and they're all curated around a surprise theme each month. BarkBox ships to U.S. and Canada, and the boxes start for as low as $20. We all love our pets, and sometimes we forget to show them love. Now imagine if the gift of a million belly scratches could show up at your door with minimal hassle every month. Uh, BarkBox contains chews, treats, vitamins, toys, and uh, just in case your dog has any allergies, let them know. They can build you a box that caters to your dog, and every BarkBox is wheat, corn, and soy-free. And just so you know, you can exchange items if your pooch doesn't like it. Have I said the word pooch too much? Maybe. So if you'd like to know the glory of seeing a dog's tail wag on a regular basis, so if you'd like to know the glory of seeing your puppy's tail wag on a regular basis, maybe BarkBox is for you. And once again, Talking Simpsons listeners can go to getbarkbox.com slash laser time and get a free month. Are you already tired of 2016? Jump into the past with 302010, our weekly pop culture time machine podcast. Here's something you may remember from 1986. My Pet Monster was a toy phenomenon that had no backstory. Yeah. He eventually got a cartoon show where it stars a monster and his, his monster friends. Yeah. This movie's about a little kid who's transformed into that My Pet Monster, the popular toy hmm. from American Greetings. My Pet Monster was a roughly child-sized doll really that big. was full of stuffing and had like a... a cuddly body and arms, but his face was hard plastic. You, with... could, you could break a tooth on oh, his yeah. teeth. <laughs> it was wow. not messing around. Oh, his like, big old dick nose. The cartoon is him as a monster being I a monster. Bestest friend. And then this yeah. movie is, what if a little boy became a monster? It's not the direction I expect them to go. I expect them exactly. like, he finds a monster yeah. and the monster's his best friend. What is this? Actually, that's, uh, that's my pet monster. It's grotesque, isn't it? Disgusting. I just wanted yeah, to you can tell it's 1986 because the music Mom. is from 1956. Well, he's my pet. <laughs> <laughs> my pet he's Mom. my monster pet. Uh, my monster pet. This movie he's stars. Wacky pet. <laughs> <laughs> I do have the commercial here for the toy. My pet monster. He's bigger than big. When he fights battles, he always wins. And he's your friend, too. Well, he breaks his chains. Put him on you and break away, too. With my pet monster, you're busting loose. He's big. And scary. What a transcribe that commercial and just make that my resume. Right? <laughs> I help people and I scare people and I break about all my handcuffs. And I got PowerPoint too. <laughs> Be careful, somebody could accidentally hire Gamera. <laughs> <laughs> That's 302010, a weekly look at what happened in pop culture 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, every Thursday, right here on the Laser Time Network. At the dinner table, when they're talking about Marge getting the job there and how she's, you know, boring Jehovah's Witnesses, which I never met a Jehovah's Witness to that point as a kid. Now, soon enough, I'd be annoyed by him. But uh, and then, then they have uh, what has to be the most Family Guy joke in the whole series of just like the Curies, huh? And then it's just a Godzilla riff. On the that Curies. was so fucking funny. Yes, it's, it's great. It is very Family Guy, but though. it is yeah. so Family Guy. It's like nothing. It's just like what a weird time filler. I'm like, oh, you said the Curies. Hmm. It is an inspired joke. It's like the Curies, famous scientist, meets Godzilla in like a '60s monster movie. Though, 
Bart has probably never seen a picture of the Curies, and yet he, yet he imagines true. them exactly as how they looked. I think oh, someone boy. should get fired for that blunder. But you, you, you claim Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. Weinstein. I bet they wrote every word of this, Chris. Well, that, that they love word. old people. They love like, old people. On both sides of the coin, it's it's a bunch of old jokes at Burns' expense. And while Marge is at work, Grandpa is babysitting uh, Maggie and, to a lesser extent, taking care of Bart. Right. And it's all old jokes. Whoa! You must be sick! Let's see. What's all Doc Washburn prescribe? Do you have dropsy? The grip? Scrofula? The vapors? Jungle rot? Dandy fever? Poor man's gout? Housemaid's knee? Climatic boobo? The staggers? Dum dum fever? I looked up all these until I got tired. Yeah. (laughs) And like. Scrofula's real? Jesus, okay. Scrofula, that's right. Count scrofula. Swollen (laughs) glands, a form of tuberculosis. Scrofula is a real thing that I guess we just haven't seen as a society in years. Yeah, I mean, this really underlines how much they love old people because, I mean, they wrote this, they wrote Lady Bouvier's Lover, they wrote Grandpa vs. Sexual Inadequacy, (laughs) and all of their guest stars from season six, sorry, season season seven and eight were old people. Most of them. Lawrence Tierney, uh, uh, Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas, Mm -hmm. Jack Lemmon. Every old man. And, uh, well, here's another credit to Clean Weinstein they didn't have the internet for this they no. had a book they got yes. a book full of those yeah things. I googled Captain Washburns or whatever I didn't find anything but I have to imagine that's a reference to something very specific some sort of old timey almanac I'm yeah. guessing yeah I was hoping it'd be like one of those just snake oil salesmen like from Peach Dragon didn't make it into the remake so we have a Bart uh, so, yeah, I so completely more... forgot this yeah. it, yes it went way over my head uh, Bart gets uh, something up his butt good news boy I found a pharmacy that carries leeches. Well, it wasn't exactly a pharmacy. More of a bait shop. <laughs> Look, Grandpa, I'm fine. I really don't need any more home remedies. Oral thermometer, my eye. Think warm thoughts, boy, because this is mighty cold. <laughs> didn't even give him time to bend over. I think no. he just, pulled, just pulled like attacked him with up. it. As a kid, I don't think I... I never got that. I maybe had one rectal thermometer. I was ever. just gonna add. Had, yeah. You had one. I never had any. I had a doctor's, like not mm-hmm. at a. This uh, this was before the thing they just put in your Do ear. You like, there, boom, huh? <laughs> Do you remember why? Do you remember why? Well, why I had it in my butt? Or? Yeah, was it just something this doctor specialized I, in? No, I think it was something was wrong. I okay, wait. It was related to I had. Uh, I had strep throat uh, and dropsy. Was, they couldn't get it. They couldn't get it in my mouth. It was there was something preventing it from doing it in my mouth. So like, fine, up your butt. And I but, assume as a baby it happened to me, but I have no memories of this. Yeah, I, I remember a lot people of people who can't close their mouth. I have a lot That's of buried memories for. of things going in my butt, but no thermometers. <laughs> None. Mm-hmm. Lots of suppositories. I mean, now that joke is... <laughs> that looked like uncles. I feel like they couldn't <laughs> even get away with that joke yeah. now. Just like, oh, then Grandpa shoves something up our Well, I just... The, 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 the concept of a rectal thermometer was so foreign to me, I... I didn't even know what it was. Well, and I, but I totally get the idea of like it's. It is in no way sexual to grandpa. No. He's just like this is how you. This is the right way to do Actually, it. And my I'm mom, gonna do it. My mom would threaten me because I hated taking pills because they tasted bad. That uh-huh. if I didn't take Tylenol when I had a cold, she would. I'll put them up your butt if you're not going to take. The, if you're not going to take them, and now <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> well, threatening your children with a unwanted anal uh, insertions. I yeah, I think. I mean, I think the only people in the anal thermometers now are just the, uh, for kink play. Like, See, okay, so if we cut back to Burns, this is the first time I remember very clearly getting a movie reference because you yeah. can't not. But I think did they do this more than once? Yeah, they did it a couple. Chicken apes, <laughs> lolly gaggers, noodle heads. Enchantress. <laughs> that woman, she's so captivating, 
Smithers, my heart's pounding like a jackhammer. I must have her. Smithers, zoom in. Closer. Closer. Closer, damn it. Too close. That's uh, Burn seeing March for the first time, falling in I, love. But th- they they gave him the Imperial March more than once. I want to say, yeah, I think and, so. Yeah, I'm but, sure we'll discover it later. And, in this but podcast. that's clearly the Imperial March as done by the Simpsons House Orchestra or whatever. Mm, that's yeah. not the original it's song. It's not a needle drop or it's yeah. not a sample of it. They they've recorded it. And in hindsight, it's very on the nose. But this was me losing my mind when this came out. Like I know that I actually know that song. Didn't get the uh, Mr. the Citizen Kane Mr. Burns show. No. Like uh, the Star Wars one. Also, zooming a camera doesn't work like that. No, they and, admit the joke doesn't work on the commentary. And, and also, the uh, I love Burns's black heart. His heart That's is great. literally <laughs> black. It is so great. Uh, when he's beating like a jackhammer. So, uh, one thing I was disappointed in well, right before that was the tubes joke. That oh yeah, the tube will know what to do. Funny, but when they do the cutaways of the tube going through, I was like. These should be funnier visual gags. Like the payoff isn't really worth it, I, yeah. I think. Uh, well, if you've seen Brazil, they have way better tube jokes. Yeah. Like Again, I love this episode, and I love Bill Oakley and Josh mm. Weinstein, but I feel like the Burns falling in love with Marge thing happens too late and doesn't really make sense. Yeah. And uh, this episode is about Marge getting a job. It's not about... I mean, it's it's named Marge gets a job. Yeah. I feel this comes in way too late. It, it tackles mm. sexual harassment in a very clumsy way. Which would, <laughs> there'd be an entire episode about that that kind mm. of concept and idea. But yeah. it happens in a very clumsy way. I'm not blaming them, but it feels like... Um, well, it was their yeah. first... It was their first script. They even say how this should be called Bill and Josh get a job. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the most important it, thing that happened in this episode. And it also wasn't their pitch. It was Conan O'Brien's pitch. Mm. That's right. And, and all and the old people stuff strikes me as Conan for some reason. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I think a thing that unites the writers of early <laughs> Simpsons is they all like mocking the elderly in some way. Uh-huh. Uh, but also the third act, I believe, originally was supposed to be something about Homer being the plant mascot, Mr. Mr. Adam. Adam yeah. And that, that, then in the oh, rewrite, there. they turned it into Burns falling in love and it could be them just break glass for Burns for emergency we're like yeah. as Mr. Adam thing doesn't work as much let's get like, more Burns in here even if the audience hates it we love it yeah. basically and I hello it. Mr. Burns oh no need for alarm I just came to give you the orchids and fragrant bath oils I lavish <laughs> upon all my employees oh aren't you nice <laughs> Gee, this makes me wonder why morale here is so low I, I just <laughs> the woman Drinking in the moose hat is my spirit animal. Like that hat <laughs> gag with the Tom Jones song is so funny and dark. Mine is the guy going, "I am the angel of death," <laughs> which I don't I think guess you I'm could the crying guy. Then, but that woman has like despair resting face. Yes, <laughs> like in well, the middle just, of the day in the office. It's just so like great. she stopped. She's out of tears. She's just like and just staring off into nothing, but still being able to perfectly pour a shot yeah. over and over. That's my, like a gaping mouth. I don't yeah. have a line of the show, but that that gag is my favorite. This this joke feels a little edgy. The guy running off with his shotgun. I feel yeah. like there have been like there's like a new spree killing every day in America. This was a different era where it was like, oh, that one guy at the it was post only office. Postman. Yeah, exactly. There have been a couple people who have we shot t- up there. Did we tell when somebody helped explain the the postman going crazy thing? Uh, one oh, of our patrons is it works oh yeah for the mail and he's just like like because people don't use the mail frequently enough mm-hmm. every time they come in every price and activity is a giant surprise and they feel like they're being overburdened mm-hmm. for something they've never done 
And they always take it out on the employees. I think it was actually like a process, an automation process that was implanted into the post office system yeah. that made people kill each other. Yeah, because oh, okay. it's like, we will turn you into robots. All you do is stare at numbers all day. Like, well, there is no other action you do. Bob and I go to the same post office. Oh, I try not to. one of the how worst. Do you, how do you I even hate know that? going there. You guys both eBay dynamos? Well, <laughs> and I go there, like, recently. Only when I'm forced to. This t-shirt I got was actually waiting there for me because they didn't deliver it. They're like, here's your pink slip. Go there. And... So I go there and like the employees there really suck. But even then, I just like I bite my tongue. I'm like, they probably have it horrible. Yeah. And in the, they're in like the middle of where every homeless dude hangs out in downtown Berkeley. <laughs> yes. And they all probably walk in I, and have yelled at them. I just and pissed that, on them. Like they've gone through. I'm sure they've gone through so much. Like I'm like fine. Be everybody so who goes to the post office, which they wishes they wasn't there. They think everything costs too much and is too complicated, and they don't realize you're sending a parcel across the country. It requires yeah. dozens of people and vehicles and, like, 350? Yeah. This is highway robbery. You're so Show right. me your manager, and everybody's so angry there. You're so right about that. Like, every time I'm in line at the post office, I see people, like, openly sign, like, why don't yeah, they open yeah. another window? Oh, no. I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. It's like, this, this I, is I almost do this magic. Like, I have no... Yeah, yeah. You think about how the post office works. Like, I would never pitch a business like that. Yeah, that seems I, crazy. I think it was Louis C.K. who had that joke about guy. Everyone in line at the post office feels like they're on the same team of hating the person who's at the window. Like, you're taking too long. But then when you're at the window, you're like, No, they've all turned on me. Like, yeah, I felt that way when I used to sell a lot of things on eBay. Like, have a, like a giant handful of like thirty packages. Like, now it's my yeah. turn. I mean, that's how I felt just using the automated machine when I've sold stuff on eBay. Like that. I just look back behind me and I think, well, there's three of you guys, but I don't care. I got 12 things to ship. I ain't waiting for you. <laughs> right, well, Marge eventually Let's gets promoted. Oh. oh, man, what's wrong? I'm used to seeing people promoted ahead of me. Friends, co-workers, Tibor. I never thought it'd be my own wife. Well, maybe you'd get promoted if you worked a little harder. Are you kidding? I work like a Japanese beaver. Oh, really? I came to see you three times today. Twice you were sleeping, and once you were kicking that ball of electrical tape around. (laughs) I won't sleep in the same bed with a woman who thinks I'm lazy. I'm going to go right downstairs, unfold the couch, unroll the sleeping bed. Uh, Good night. So the joke about the losing the donuts, like the donut battle, was really that's one of my favorite Simpsons. Sh- what song fragments? Da-da-da-da-da. Oh yeah, and just swinging do- a chain. I think killed. Yeah. Like Lenny gets hit with a chain and just smashed through. The- like anybody I, else want to be here? I meant to look this up because uh, this is more famous to me from the the nineteen 138th episode spectacular oh, yeah. of uh, whether or not Smir- Smithers is gay. But is it- this has to be a reference to something specific, right? I dreamed about her again last night, Smithers. You know that dream where you're in bed and they fly in through the window? <laughs> I love his groan there. It's so well, apparently, sensual. Just like the priest in The Little Mermaid, yeah. uh, people thought that Smithers' knee was his boner. Really? And censors wanted it to be cut out of the episode completely, but I guess they argued for it. Well, I mean, yeah. you've, you've seen, seen that Little Mermaid thing, right? It's like, yeah, that, yeah, that's yes, his yes, dick. Yes. It's like, no, it's his knee. It's, it's his knee. It's very yeah. clearly his knee if you look very closely, which you couldn't do on VHS with but a CRT you, television. No, yeah. no. But if you, I mean, if you want to see a dick places, like, like I agree you that... Watch the, the Simpsons movie. I, yes. <laughs> I agree that the Lion King's thing definitely 
actually says sex. It like doesn't. That. It says SFX. Yes. Right, it's fine. a reference to the effects house. That it says good right. children take off their clothes. No, right. no that I know, one is I know. so fake. Like, yeah. I, that's a good tiger take off. I've ruined before, many a party from people quoting that me. No, that's not true. I was, I was absolutely that Disney person too. Boy. I was so happy when Snopes began. And, oh, I love it. And they just had the clip. I was like, see, look, there it is on fucking Snopes. Here's the script. Like, like yeah. it, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say but it. But Daddy Longlegs is the most poisonous spider. They just can't bite us. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. yeah. The, uh, I also, speaking of gay jokes with Smithers, mm-hmm. like, do you think him being assigned to the bathrooms was a gay joke of just like I, he the idea was of, like, surprisingly happy that for the gay demotion. men love to? That feels like a very I, like seventies gay joke. Yeah. Of, like gay men love hanging yeah, out. Yeah, gay bathrooms. men love men, so they'd love to hang out with piss. And I didn't see it as a gay and... joke. I just saw it. Smithers making the best of a bad situation. Yeah. There's that too, yeah. in, in kind of like a perky gay way. Yeah, I can see, I can see both reads. I can see both reads. But uh, how about Burns want a party? you to arrange a party for two at my estate. Marge, me, and do you think you could dig up Al Jolson? Ah, uh, do you remember we did that once before? Oh, that's right, he's dead. <laughs> and rather pungent. The rest of that night is something I'd like to forget. All right then, bring me that crooner she likes so much, Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Yeah. I love that Al Jolson joke I love so it, much. but it has that recycled animation oh, problem. It's, it's, it's so awkward well, it's, looking. But it's also like three jokes about the same thing. Yeah. Um, it's, it implies a time where Burns told yes. him, get me Al Jolson, and he dug up a body <laughs> and gave it There's to There's like him. a rotting skeleton. Yes, it's so... I, just, I love that. I feel like it's, the, it's, it's just not the right escalation to that joke. And I love a good Al Jolson joke. Yeah. Because I'm surprised I get those references. <laughs> Thank you, Looney Tunes. Only because of this in Looney Tunes. Yeah. And Smithers captures uh, Tom Jones in the same way he captures one of the baseball players with the suitcase full of suitcase gas. full of gas. Well, that I, I'm, one. I'm speculating Smithers is immune to. Yeah. Because he wears no gas He mask. built up a resistance to it, <laughs> probably. He's done it so much. That's kind of a prisoner reference, in the, right? In the prisoner yeah. that gas people quite was it, a lot. Was it Steve Sachs? Not Steve Sachs. Whoever was hunting was no, the no, one no, he... The, um, he didn't gas any of those guys. I thought he gassed somebody with a briefcase. I'm sorry. No, he had a briefcase that he offered money. Oh, the briefcase played into it, right? I'm sorry. And uh, there's... It, actually, there's another briefcase joke later in the yes. episode. But I'm confusing I'm, all the briefcases. I'm sorry, everybody. In hindsight... I had a line in the show, I just didn't get it. Mm. But it's from this sequence that is, I don't know, it's a B story that Bart is faking sick and Grandpa is taking care of him, so yeah. Bart can go to the test, but he learns that faking sick and being with Grandpa is worse than being in school. Mm. But oh, the, my the, ovaries. The crusty, the crusty show it. sequence. Great animation. So good! Yeah. And, uh, but this is, wow. this, this, is, this is a story element. <laughs> Here we have an Alaskan timber wolf. He weighs 240 pounds and his jaws can bite through a parking meter. He does get spooked by loud noises. Loud? That's our secret word for the day! (laughs) (laughs) I love the sound design. But it's the bird attacking him. On the head, and he's I like, only ate one. He thinks you're trying to steal her eggs. I only ate one. That's my favorite line like, of this, the entire that show. The bird laid an egg in his studio, and he ate it. He ate a raw hawk <laughs> egg. Claws are really digging into my skull. That's it's one of those things they bring up multiple times on the commentaries. Like, what show is crusty? It's because <laughs> I think show. this was uh, LG and Mike Reese tapping into their Johnny Carson. Yeah. Times. Oh no, I mean this yeah. is totally a Carson were writers reference. on Carson. Yeah, they were. Okay. Uh, I they believe uh, an episode coming up has the urine monkey, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, like, why yeah. is this called a urine monkey? Uh, oh, wait, I just found this out. This was something you saw on back before talk show guests just, like, 
played hopscotch or sang in cars with people. <laughs> this the the go to easy thing was like, mm-hmm. okay, bring in Jack Hanna or his cheaper substitute, mm-hmm. and he'll bring silly animals from the zoo, and then they'll scare you. And, and they'll, then you they'll have, all touch the host in the dick somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they'll climb all over you. Mm-hmm. And like that was actually uh, on the show, the comeback, the Lisa Kudrow show, the comeback. Oh, I love that. Really show so fucking much. good, by the way. I didn't discover it till two years ago. Her great, her favorite, her beloved moment was being on the Tonight Show in the '90s, and the J- <laughs> and then a monkey peed on her on the Jay Leno's couch. But it's the and, and the best joke about that is the Mr. Show joke, which cuts to a blooper reel from talk shows. <laughs> and you expect the monkey to pee on someone, but it's just the host who pees he himself. himself. Yeah. The monkey, it's fantastic. So I, I guess you don't have clips from the Bart versus the Wolf I segment. Don't. I feel it's a pretty it's weak great, uh, B story. I mean, the animation's cool. but The animation's uh, really good, and I do like that as a climax for Bart's story, but it's difficult to get sounds. Yeah. I was ex- don't beat yourself up. Like that, I yeah. was excited at the prospect of Willie fighting the wolf. Like yeah. That was fun. You, and then remembering that Willie is a monster strongman. Yes. We're skipping over, like, they forgot about it, too. But they mm-hmm. do fix the foundation. Yeah. And then just mm-hmm. Homer's reaction to Surly Joe. It's really good. I was just like, Marge, get my, get my gun. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to point out for the Wolf segment is they changed a joke that has changed on the DVDs. Um, really? Uh, Krabappel is going through all of Bart's different fake uh, illnesses mm-hmm. and she brings up his bout with rabies and he's like shove it witch and he's like snarling that was Tourette syndrome it re- originally was uh, Tourette syndrome I, that's what I heard in what you I can watched. see her mouthing Tourette syndrome and the joke doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense because they changed it apparently uh, that's what I saw I saw Tourette syndrome in the version I, I have uh, originally like on but it's VHS a, it's not a DVD it's not a DVD. on DVD it's it's rabies but on the yeah, VHS really? and like on the original airing it was Tourette's and apparently a child watching it had Tourette's and he was offended uh, he wrote in Mike Reese was like we did make a mistake we're sorry but I, Fucking PC police, yeah. man. Ruin our great jokes well, about Tourette's. Conversely, yeah. I thought, like, you need to follow up on that joke. Like, <laughs> it, like when I heard it, in, uh, I, I, I bit-torrented a pack of them. It's easier for me to get clips of. Yeah. I do own the DVDs. Uh, but I did hear Tourette's and, like, sorry, that needs to be... There's a topper to that joke we're not hearing. Because you yeah. can't just... Because, like, even as a kid, I wouldn't have known what that was. And Bart should have done some, like... Well, Bart is like like twitching and swearing, and that was their shove interpretation it, wait, of uh, Tourette's. But saying rabies mm. and having him act like that makes no sense, and mm. that's why I like. Yeah. I don't want to offend people with Tourette's syndrome. I'm sorry, but like, just leave the joke in. It's part of history. Don't change it. I mean, it, they could have changed it for another airing, but why is the original not on the DVD? I think it's still funny to fake Tourette's syndrome for a kid to fake. Yeah, Bart is clearly in the wrong, yes. and he's bad for doing it. But yeah, it's weird. The, I think people with scrofula feel ever <laughs> ever since I heard him say please don't let me swallow my tongue they gave me a complex as a kid mm-hmm. that every once in a while I think like oh, what if I swallowed my tongue that can happen <laughs> that you is, can swallow your tongue this is, uh, learning about what an overdose is I always thought it was poison mm-hmm. like you get poisoned by too much drugs but an overdose <laughs> usually means you've taken something that is confusing your brain and, it, and your survival instincts don't kick over and most yeah. people when they die of an overdose it is their tongue not getting out of the way of their breathing you choke on your own mouth or, or vomit yeah. and like in like I don't know. I just always thought it was poison until I had friends who OD'd. Hooray, adulthood. Uh, bummer. <laughs> Let's talk about Tom Jones. Yeah. Yes, please. I was impressed, uh, not to jinx it, but Tom Jones still going strong. Yeah, at 76. Yes. 76. And not when, dead. Whenever I see Tom Jones, I think about the Dana Carvey joke about what a huge penis he has. <laughs> uh, Is that a Hollywood myth? Well, Legend, uh, rather? this is just from the Dana Carvey his '96 stand-up special, I think it was, or mid '90s. Well, it was like Choice? Post-SNL. Critics' Choice. Yeah, and he 
It's the same one where he talks about his kids walking around naked mm-hmm. and Irish uh, mother-in-law or whatever. But he talks about how going to see Tom Jones and that women are still throwing their underwear at mm-hmm. him. And then he's just saying, like, he just sees this, like, snake in his pants. And he's just like, are we all pretending we don't see this? Like, <laughs> look at this thing. Like, uh, I'm to get tighter pants. But, the, yeah. That's John Hamm of today, I guess, yeah. in comparison. Actually, I was uh, wondering if you were free for a little get-together tonight. Dinner, dancing, and Mr. Tom Jones. Hello, Marge. That's it. Big smile. Everybody's happy. Oh, my goodness. My husband will be so excited. You have a husband? Yes, I can picture him now. Rugged good looks, sweater knotted about his shoulders, curly locks shining in the sun like spun gold. This is, by the way, Burns is describing me, just in case the audience can't see. Uh, it's, please, it's please don't tell them. I very accurate. Okay, I, I love Burns in that beginning of that scene. Him like his hand sliding off of his freshly waxed why? skull. Why? Yeah. That was so funny. Like, yeah. like why? Did, that's such a cartoonish well, gag. That's not in the Simpsons. Well, and the way he tries to like recover from like that didn't just happen. I'm fine. It's yeah, all fine. that was but... so great. I think he uses that as an excuse to check Marge up from his from her feet up. Mm. But um, also uh, it's funny that Smithers is like complicit in this when he's been knocked down to bathroom cleaner and Marge has uh, his office now. His only I'm crime, you where the action is. Only crime being in love with Burns and that Tom Jones getting his head hit by the <laughs> the automatic door. Yeah. It's just a great. A great joke and a great escalation to a horrible situation. It's a real situation. Just, uh, sound effect, too. Yes. And so then Burns fires her. Because that, this is the most sexually been... harassing line. Like, this would be used in, like, 1990s videos about sexual harassment. Yeah. You're fired! You can't what? fire me just because I'm married. I'm going to sue the pants off you. You don't have to sue me to get my pants off. She would be so wealthy. Yeah. So wealthy. That's another ADR line. That The animation is very awkward for that line. That, reminded me of the it became like to me it became one of the next I'm fall, I've fallen and I can't get up which was like that's sexual harassment and I don't have to take it like yeah. you you all saw that yes. commercial yes I mean it. we are all now super woke of course because mm-hmm. we're living in 2016 nothing mm-hmm. we do will be judged by the future <laughs> it is it is funny that this was a new idea like you can't talk to women like that at work what I can't call this woman a slut you but I'm at work. <laughs> I can't try to I, have sex with this woman. Who's I, yeah. at work. This is one of those situations where I read how old The Simpsons is. Because, like, you can do a sexual harassment episode, but this is so fucking on the nose. Yeah. And, like, she would completely win. I mean, the later one, the uh, Oakley Weinstein's Malibu Stacy episode is mm-hmm. much more hashtag woke than this one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it really was, like, ahead of yeah. its time of, to- of putting feminism topics on mainstream television. But! But... We get a legal situation. Uh, well, that first, means... I, I uh, love... First, uh, before we get to that, I uh-huh. did love Burns drawing on his monitors as Marge is packing <laughs> up her box. And just the animation on his laughing is amazing. I did also want to say the animation on Krusty says, loud! Yeah. Like, it's so good. That little, whole sequence is amazing. And the wolf so. looking around while the lights are yes. flashing. Yeah. yeah. It's all it's really great. great. But this is the, Lyle Hutz has really gone downhill. Oh, boy. And he, he has one of the more animated reactions I've seen from any character on The Simpsons. Mr. Burns, we've got witnesses, precedent, and a paper trail a mile long. Yes, well, I have ten high-priced lawyers. <laughs> he left his briefcase. Hey, it's full of shredded newspapers. Well, I guess that's it. People like us can't afford justice. Come on, homie. Let's go before he fires you, too. No. 
Mr. Burns, I'm not leaving until you say you're sorry for what you did to my wife. You love her too. Damn right. Homer, I want you to show this woman the time of her life. Gotcha. Marge, we're getting some drive-through, then we're doing it twice. <laughs> very, but if very big of Burns, I think that's sort of the situation when you're in love with somebody who maybe isn't reciprocating. That like, you uh, should, I, you really, I know for, if you truly love somebody, you should be happy in where they're fine. They found I mean, their yeah, love. but I, I know this can't happen because it would change the premise of the show. Sure. But Marge should get her job back. Like, yeah, she shouldn't, she shouldn't be. Fired the foundation is fixed. She doesn't want to work. This is kind of unsatisfying to me, and I love this episode. By the way, I think there's a lot of great jokes in here, but it's like Burns folds instantly when he's like, "Oh, you love her too." That's all it took for Burns to just fold and then like put on a concert for both of them at I, his house. I read it as sweet that he loved her that much. That, I don't like, see his... Burns ever being that sweet though. I don't know. I, Time I have... is running. Let's just say he was uh, on ether at that moment. Yes. Like, I just... I, but I used to want like all of my ex girlfriends executed by somebody who's not me because they. <laughs> live in a world and harbor my secrets <laughs> used to uh and now whenever i see like anybody i've been that close to i'm so happy and when i see them i'm she's getting married like i could not be happier i so hope i'm invited to your wedding this took like fucking three decades of maturity to kick in because this was not always the way that was that was my read on burns that like if you truly care about somebody like get rid of all the petty I, jealousies like maybe I, burns realized it was just lust that he had I, in his heart like I jimmy suppose. carter i don't think he knows the difference he's too old-timey yeah but also the huts thing right before that where they go to go to his office and he's just drinking Belt in the morning scotch. just yeah. the way he's just chugging the scotch Would this season have brownest of the brown liquors yes i mean they, it's and miguel sanchez in season five miguel sanchez when, when you think of this episode versus marge goes to jail like uh it's they're kind of like opposite ends of the spectrum they're both like marge in new situations and how the family deals with it yeah and with similar jokes so th- that one just ups the lionel hutz thing so much i think so. this is the first one that really puts his personal life at rock bottom i mean yeah. we see his we see his professional life but now it's like you're drinking at like 10 in the morning and but you, I, you, you will know, soon have no pants on in court it's the bottle that only leads me to believe, oh this was this is new animation yeah otherwise it would have been just another lionel hutz scene if you compare this hutz to the somewhat some somewhat well, I mean, he's unprofessional, but he seems to be good at being a an evil lawyer. In in the, the bark gets hit by a car, but then this one he's like just lost. Yeah. Just, he's not even competent at being sleazy. He's just a, a drunk bad at his job. Yeah. And there's a and it's a very dark moral of people like us can't afford justice. Yeah, yeah. I didn't forget that either. That that, um, that hit home. Very yeah. true. Yep. Yeah, that ending the the ending of the episode felt very critic again. I'm just gonna say that all season, <laughs> but uh, it can't just help but feel critic like. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, call Interpol song. love anything. And I don't know. I guess Tom Jones was always popular, but this felt like it was led to a somewhat career resurgence for him in the early '90s. Like after this, he was in Mars Attacks. And yeah, I feel like other TV shows. But he maybe covered he Lenny there. Kravitz's "I'm Are You Gonna Go My Way" on the Jerky Boy soundtrack. That is the most oh '90s sentence I've ever said in my entire That's really life. '90s. I, but I feel like uh, it was The Simpsons always calling back to the '70s and then being slightly out of date intentionally. I feel like that, that that's why this choice was made. Tom Jones, this is uh, the only Simpsons guest star my mom loves. Uh, <laughs> my mom loved him too that i think uh it it, it turned on a whole gen our entire generation of moms was, uh, at least white was, middle class it was moms. your mom's panties being thrown 30 years ago today and i would harbor a guess that tom jones was originally animated singing a different song because the animation is way off oh i didn't notice that mm. I mean, unless they needed to cycle it just to get they got more two tom jones songs in there yeah can't be cheap so you got more money yeah. for that but uh wasn't there a tom jones song in the series earlier homer sang is another 
the War of the Simpsons. They right. put it on. What's the new Pussycat? Yeah. Uh, no, what's the new Pussycat? Oh, that's one. in this episode. God, sounding which one very was it? Un- un- uninformed. Let's not dig deeper. Into oh, it's Tom Jones songs. Jesus Christ! I don't know what gets Grand Ladies wet. But also, Homer <laughs> sings his song Delilah in the shower. Right, Homer, right. In the, the previous episode. Yes. Wow. A couple. So just enough that it seems like they probably didn't have to pay him for that. One. No, but you can't copyright four words. <laughs> uh, yeah. So please, Tom Jones, tell don't, that to Michael Buffer. Don't die in the three weeks before. Yes. The uh, not to hang a lantern on this, but uh, we're praying for you, Tom. We're rooting for you. We have killed before. Gordy Howe, our bl- your blood is on our hands. This has been Talking Simpsons. We will kill yes, again. Yes. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. <laughs> you can find uh, me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also host the classic gaming podcast, Retronauts, every Monday at Retronauts.com or USGamer.net. And I write for Something Awful and, of course, USGamer.net. Uh, Henry, where can we find you? Uh, Excuse me. Hey, uh, wow. I am on. <laughs> wow, uh, I'm on h e n e r e y g on Twitter, and you can also find my work on fandom.com, where I'm the senior games editor, and I write a lot about video games all the time. But of course, you should follow my me and my wacky friends at lasertimepodcast.com and huh. support us through patreon.com/lasertime. Well, that's where, for just five dollars a month or more, you can get access access to tons of exclusive things we've done especially for listeners to this they all want to listen to the first season of talking simpsons as well as our season two and season three wrap-ups full of tons of exclusive deep deep secrets of the simpsons this is true and we're, this is october and we do a little thing called the monday night movie where you basically watch a movie with everyone that can participate at a certain time and it's really fun if you can make it um and it's October, so we're going to do a bunch of Halloween stuff. Um, I'm excited. Almost every week in October, uh, every Monday in October. So check that out. Check out lasertimepodcast.com for the details. Check out our YouTube channel. We have that uh, some stuff from The Simpsons up there. The 1992 and Simpsons games. Could Ugh. be the worst time for those <laughs> games ever. But I did wrangle these, these two. Came over to the house for the Nintendo 64's 20th anniversary. We battled right. in Mario 64. Uh, spoilers, the Wii U gamepad sucks yeah, for yeah. Mario 64. I don't know what kind of game it's built for. I'm guessing uh, everything on Xbox and PlayStation. <laughs> and that didn't happen. Uh, yes. That's a gamer slam that Simpsons fans don't necessarily need to hear. There's more of that on Video Game Apocalypse, Laser Time's weekly video game show. Henry, I want to talk to you about a Laser Time idea. Uh, I know at some point we did an epic episode on the most confusing timelines. I think The Simpsons is referenced, but that's not really one of those mm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. In pop culture history, X-Men, Fast and the Furious, Zelda, Zelda yes, fuck that. Castlevania uh, as well. Bob is too well acquainted Star with Wars. Zelda uh, timeline. I, I'm I, so, it's so intimate. I gotta tell you my revelation I had on it. It made me really mad. What's that? Uh, I'll tell you on oh, mic or on that episode. Please And you can join us next week for a brand new episode where Bart falls in love. We'll see you then. Wow. Infotainment. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 